Good afternoon and welcome to Free to be Faithful. I'm moderator Kip Allen. Free to be Faithful is a religious liberty education and awareness program created by the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod in response to increasing governmental incursions into religious life. People of faith and our institutions have come under increasing attack in recent years from secular sources. There's a saying that goes, freedom isn't free. People of faith are learning that every day. An expression of belief in biblical truths can have enormous adverse consequences. Pro football athlete Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints is outspoken concerning his Christian faith. He recently released a short video encouraging young people to show their faith by bringing their Bibles to school on October the 3rd. That's an event sponsored by Focus on the Family. That unleashed a firestorm of hate, especially from the LGBT community. Bruce Hosconnect of Focus on the Family is my guest today on Free to be Faithful. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Kip. Glad to be here. Can you tell me a bit about yourself and about Focus on the Family? Let our audience know who you are and what Focus is. Sure. Uh, Focus on the Family is an international ministry. Uh, Our mission is nurturing and defending the God-ordained institution of the family and promoting biblical truths worldwide. Uh, We produce a lot of programs, whether they're for children, such as the Adventures in Odyssey, or uh, programs like uh, Bring Your Bible to School Day, which allows uh, uh, students, young students primarily, uh, in a student-led effort to uh, show that they uh, believe in freedom and also they believe in the Bible and what Jesus uh, said and when he said, go and make disciples of all nations. Uh, and um, I'm their judicial analyst. I also, uh, I also write for The Daily Citizen, which is a group within Focus on the Family, which uh, analyzes and and researches and writes about public policy issues uh, around the country. That's what I do. Mr. Drew Brees has uh, created what should have been a non-controversial post. It was simply a video saying, hey, kids, bring your show your faith, bring your Bible to school. Why was this suddenly re- being labeled as a hate crime? You know, we're seeing this more and more. Uh, I think Christians are not unaware of of this. Um, If you don't like what someone says, uh, the usual remedy for that is to uh, bring your own views to the table. And in the marketplace of ideas in which our society uh, thrives, uh, the best ideas win promoting something like bring your Bible to school day uh, triggers people on the left who don't like the Bible, don't like the message of the Bible, don't like Christians necessarily. And they certainly don't like to see kids in public schools uh, who are trying, who uh, are being taught unchristian things to actually stand up for what they believe about Christ. The the battleground these days for ideas is in the public school system. Although Bring Your Bible to School is for any school, uh, private or public, primarily receives a lot of opposition from the left when it comes to public schools. Uh, They consider that uh, their own indoctrination center for the culture, and that culture is today is decidedly post-Christian, even anti-Christian. And that's why Brew Drees got himself into trouble by helping us promote that. 
Well, here's some of the reaction. Uh, sports commentator Robert Littell tweeted, Drew Brees created a PSA video for an anti-gay religious cult that believes in conversion therapy and fights against any anti-discrimination laws. Wants kids to bring Bible to school to convert other kids. Out Magazine, which is an LGBT communication, shame Brees for associating with, with uh, Focus on the Family, which they refer to as an anti-gay extremist group. Okay, <laughs> where do we start to unpack this? If, if you don't have a, re, a good response to the message, go after the speaker of the message. And uh, that's why we receive labels that uh, as, as haters of this and anti-that and bullies and you name it. Bring Your Bible to School is about children exercising their rights under the First Amendment to feel that they have the right to bring their Bibles and discuss uh, them during their free time. It's a student-led effort. It's All we do is uh, provide the some of the materials and, and uh, help students understand that there's lots of uh, friends that they have around the country they've never met who are participating in the same event. They don't like, they don't like, the left does not like to hear that uh, people who believe in the Bible are becoming more public about their faith. Uh, the The effort is to keep us within the four walls of our church and our homes, and uh, they object to the message getting out in schools. So that's I think that's why we promote or, or why we provoke such responses, um, which are kind of so over the top that I think reasonable people can agree that these people are uh, just being out of bounds themselves. How can they claim that uh, a belief that's held by most mainstream Christian faiths, that is, that marriage is between one man and one woman, is somehow anti-gay and extremism? Uh, that that has always perplexed me because we live in a country where the... the uh, Clash of ideas results in the, the best ideas winning out. But if you don't like what the opposing view is because you don't have an answer for it, you uh, have a couple of choices. You can either accept the truth or you can attack uh, the source from when it came. I, as Christians, I guess we, we should kind of expect this. You know, John fifteen eighteen. if the world hates you, understand that it hated me first. So in one, in the basic sense, this is a reaction to the fact of Christ being proclaimed in the world, and so as Christians, we shouldn't really we shouldn't really uh, misunderstand that there is a spiritual battle going on here. I think we also should understand that neither focus on the family nor any of the mainstream Christian groups that I'm aware of are actually calling for persecution of gay people. No, <laughs> that's. That is absolutely correct. And even these charges that we're promoting conversion therapy, and all we're really doing is standing up for the rights of of counselors and, and people who come to them seeking help to establish their own parameters of discussion and being allowed to talk to each other. That uh, It's portrayed as, as some kind of brainwashing session, which is far from what licensed counselors do. But the rhetoric from the left has gotten so overheated about that that 
anyone who promotes the freedom of people to talk to one another to get for for people, especially young people, to get the help they need to to uh, promote something like free speech threatens um, the basis that the left has for promoting ho- homosexuality. That is that it's unchangeable, that it's innate, um, and that you can't change it. So if you try to change it, you know you're just wrong and 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 going against nature. So that's where we are. I think that's where the hate is coming from. Uh, there is no such thing, at least with uh, certain elements of the left, as being as having an opposing view. It's simply that you're wrong and you're evil. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's interesting, though, that I, our framers, in their wisdom, set up what I would call a a secular government, but based on biblical principles of free speech and freedom of religion. And it's really hard, given the system that they created, for uh, the opponents of the Christian message to win in the court of public opinion. So they really have no tactics left except to become the very people that they accuse us of being, which are bullies primarily. And where does it lead? You know, first it's it's calling Drew Brees and focus on the family names. Um, but the next tactic, and we're seeing this on college campuses, is censorship, censoring Christian views, especially about marriage and sexuality. From there, it goes to banning the speech at the governmental level and the call for hate crimes and type laws and hate speech laws, which will follow. It all follows a progression of censoring Christian speech so, so that the secular viewpoint that uh, is predominating these days will become the law of the land. And if that happens, God help us. And we by no means are trying to censor their speech. We disagree with it, but we're not trying to stop it. No, and that's the genius of the American system. The The remedy and, and for objectionable speech, and this goes back to a Supreme Court opinion from the early 20th century, the remedy for objectionable speech is not censorship. It's more speech, more and better speech. Uh, the, the framers of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, they understood that in the marketplace, when views are propounded, they can be rebutted. Uh, other views can be brought forth, and it's for the people to decide. That's called freedom. <laughs> and they thought that that system, and they were right, that system would generate the the government, the type of people in that would uh, run the government that would promote freedom, respect freedom, and that would again be exportable to the the uh, the world. They would look at us and say, "Look, um, this country thrives because they have freedom of speech and freedom of religion." But we're getting into dangerous territory now, uh, where that freedom is is jeopardized by the efforts uh, we're seeing from the left, the, the people who call Drew Brees uh, bad names and focus on the family bad names. Well, the the movement to to uh, silence the opposing points of view, I think, shows a uh, at at the very basis, at the very bottom, shows contempt for the American people, that they do not have enough sense to come to the right conclusions. 
I think we're seeing that more and more, especially from liberal institutions. You know, the the East Coast um, uh, Ivy Ivy League schools who uh, see themselves as the the great saviors of Western civilization, except they reject all the tenets of, of the basis for Western civilization, and they want to create their own, uh, which more and more looks like socialism or communism. And, and that really boils down to you have to control the thoughts and speech of people in order to uh, effectively rule under those types of regimes. It's very repressive. And uh, but the elites think they know what's best for us, and they want to uh, rule over us uh, from, you know, Cambridge or uh, or or Yale or somewhere else. You know, it's just one of those things uh, that uh, we have to resist. And the First Amendment and the Constitution allows us to do that. So it's going to be uh, fought in the courts, and it'll be fought in the courts of public opinion. But uh, really, Christians need to stay strong in, in terms of rejecting any such attempts. They, they hear it a lot. They hear it every day that uh, Christians are haters. They shouldn't judge, and, and they need to be quiet. Um, and the more they accept that and, and shut up and they don't resist, the tougher it gets to get the message of Christ out into the, the public market, mar- marketplace. Uh, but uh, I, I digress. <laughs> I'll turn the ball back over to you. Okay. Well, one of the uh, things to, is to counter the argument about hatred that they have for us. How do we counter that? I mean, we're not, we do not preach hatred to the LBGT people. We, we preach the message of forgiveness to everyone. I don't really see where they, they actually see examples of hatred on this case. They, I, I don't, I just don't get it. Yeah. So, uh, so how do we put out the message that no, no, no? There's, there's no hate here. There's no room for hate in in God's world. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, a lot of uh, that goes to uh, people get their views about Christianity not from Christians, but from Facebook and Twitter and uh, uh, college professors. Uh, what we have tried to do at Focus on the Family is engage um, LGBT people any any chance we get. We've invited them on campus. Uh, um, uh, Jim Daly is a good one. Our president of Focus on the Family is a good one for uh, inviting LGBT leaders to have coffee with them and sit down and just exchange views. Uh, the, the thing that Christians need to do is to get out there and show that winsome face of of Christ to people. Not you know, and once uh, people understand that uh, the the words coming out of our mouths are not you know, spewing venom and hatred, but are actually becoming uh, or becoming ambassadors for Christ. I think that changes hearts one by one, and and. That's, I guess, the the real focus of the gospel itself is is talking to people where they live and allowing them to see your heart so that they can see the the God that lives in your heart. I think one of the basic differences between the two sides is that we Christians know that 
that we can never be perfected save through Jesus. We are not a perfectible race. Humans are inherently sinful. And so we know that, that there's a weakness in ourselves, where on the secular side, they think that they have found the road to perfection, and that they are right, and that there's absolutely no doubt in their mind that uh, if you don't agree with them, well, there's something wrong with you. Uh, yeah, I see that more and more, and uh, college campuses are the worst examples of that, um, especially for, for promoters of socialism. These are the people that promote socialism— uh, in our country, or people who've never lived under it, they just consider it to be such a great idea that if only they are allowed to uh, create it, their ton, their view of socialism will be uh, well, it will, will work this time, <laughs> As, even though all others have failed. So there's this kind of I, I don't know there's chutzpah or just naivete, but. Uh, uh, They've convinced a generation now that uh, socialism is possible, and if socialism is possible, we have to we have to give a very a large uh, conformity of thought and action, which means we can't have free thinkers out there challenging the what we what we think is best. And Christians ought to be the challengers of of all kinds of unbiblical thought. And uh, that's where I think our mission really is is to is to proclaim the gospel. Proclaim that not only are Christians in need of salvation themselves, that's why we came to Christ, is we knew, we know that we're not perfect, that we're sinful. We're not saying we're, that we are suddenly perfect when we become Christians, that we're capable of judging everyone else. Uh, I think deep down that message will sell uh, to people who realize once and for all that that God-shaped hole in their heart is not going to be filled by political slogans or um, Ivy League elites. It is a scary uh, picture, but uh, I think there's a couple of bright spots to it. I mean, I look at, uh, once again, Mr. Breeze um, has actively, has actually been active in programs that uh, encourage LBGT youth to, to get through bullying. Uh, he's also partnered with Ellen DeGeneres, uh, uh, a noted uh, lesbian, on on promoting an anti-bullying campaign. So he's worked with these people, and this I is know. certainly a way to show to show God's love. I know, and I I also saw the reaction from uh, his critics this time, saying, "Well, he's fallen from grace because he suddenly um, supports." You know uh, the Bible and and organizations like Focus on the Family, which are all auto, they're anti LGBT supposedly, and uh, but they don't understand that Drew Brees is being totally consistent. You can be against bullying, especially of LGBT uh, people in school. They there are undoubtedly uh, examples where they're bullied. Lots of people are bullied in the schools, including LGBT. But it's also consistent that with the love of Christ, he can stand up for the Bible because only with the Bible can people be made whole. Can those bullies be turned into peacemakers? Um, can LGBT people uh, find their hope um, in a risen Savior? He knows that those those positions are not consistent. If If only his critics could uh, understand that they are not inconsistent. 
And again, you know, to point out that, uh, you know, focus on the family, it's you advocate for religious beliefs. You're open about it. You're proud about it, as are we in Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And we simply cannot compromise our basic beliefs and tenets for the sake of cultural changes. Well, and here we are at a crossroads of the cultural conflict where wedding cake bakers end up before governments uh, who accuse them of being bigots and and Nazis and uh, you know they they shouldn't be allowed to operate their business uh, the way they want to. It has uh, the whole situation is degenerated to the point where government is being used um, to promote the thought that Christian views are unacceptable in the public square. And if that ever becomes the, I don't know, the, the replacement for the First Amendment, our country's going to look a, a whole lot different. We, once Christians are not free to to speak in the public square, um, then there is no freedom of religion for anyone. And who will be next? Jews who also believe in the concept of the biblical marriage? Uh, Islam, which also preaches the same thing? Where will it end? You're exactly right. Christians are the current soup de jour, uh, or target of the day, (laughs) from the left, but once once that wall is is breached, uh, if if they can get Christians uh, and their speech to be outlawed one way or the other, then the rest will fall like dominoes. Any people group, eventually they'll be coming for you. It doesn't matter who you are or what your what your beliefs are. The correct thought will be something that Orwell only uh, dreamed about in his 1984 book and. <laughs> And we will find ourselves there. It was supposed to be a, a cautionary tale, not a how-to book. <laughs> That's exactly right. And yet we see uh, that and Saul Alinsky becoming the, the playbook for um, how to take over a society. I don't know how many times I've run into people saying, how can you vote against your own self-interest? Excuse me? How can you define for me what my self-interest is? That's that's very good, um, because people can't accept that uh, Christians have have valid belief systems. They've been taught that everything we believe is absolutely unfactual and incorrect, and and actually harmful to society. And, and so that's why we need these elites in, in around the country to dictate for us uh, the the correct thoughts to have. It's it's ludicrous, and it's something. Uh, the founders and the framers would roll over in their graves if they if they saw what we were facing today. I think um, Alexis de Tocqueville came up with a good observation. They said that while the uh, our government is secular, our people are deeply religious. Yes, he was brilliant in his in his observations. Uh, he knew that you can have a constitution that reads um, almost totally secular, although it does have uh, many protections for religious uh, beliefs. But he knew that you can't really, uh, you can't really enforce a, a uh, constitution, a republic, if you will, 
without a people that's deeply religious and and he as he noted uh christianity was was the was the the glue which held the society together and if society has the virtues that christianity promotes and creates in each person then a secular government is entirely possible and they understood that and to now to to start considering a government by uh, by a people that lack virtue uh, peop- men without chests as 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 uh, cs lewis uh, once said uh, that endangers the whole the whole concept of uh, the american republic as a as a shining light as a as a uh, government of the people by the people and for the people the idea being that you know people can make their own decisions. I mean, that, that is the basic concept behind a republic. And it's stated specifically in our Declaration of Independence that the people are sovereign. And here we're seeing more and more cry to make people subordinate to government. I know. And I'm hopeful, Hope, and I'm hoping that this isn't a vain hope, I'm hopeful that as people keep seeing these outrageous attacks on against people like Drew Brees, that they'll kind of shake their heads and go, wait, we're going too far um, off the deep end here. There's, there's just something that doesn't, doesn't sit well with me about these attacks. And I always try to keep in mind that it, there is a vocal uh, minority of people who make these attacks, but they are played up in the media so that, uh, Christians tend to believe that everyone thinks this way, uh, when it's only the rebel rousers who are getting the uh, getting the ink, so to speak. When it comes time uh, to defend the Christian faith, I, I think of those times when uh, Chick Fil A has been attacked from the left as being anti-gay, anti, or being a bunch of bigots, etc. I see the Christian community show up in droves to simply buy a chicken sandwich. Um, and I think I think that that is out there. Even a um, lot of secular people were lining up. <laughs> it's true, because they understand that that those freedoms uh, really protect them as well. It's not just for religious people that we have freedom of religion. Not to <laughs> mention, they make a pretty good sandwich. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, Mr. House Connect, we're running toward the end of the program. Now, do you have any final thoughts on this? You know, the name of the program is Free to Be Faithful. But as I said earlier, you know, freedom isn't free. We are paying a price for it. And I think the Bible says that, yeah, you're going to. Yes. Yeah. My, my message would be to remind people that this is... What we're seeing now is predicted. Jesus warned about it. He told us it would happen. We shouldn't be surprised, but we do need to be bold. Our our framers uh, provided us the means to be bold, to protect the gospel in the public square, and gave us the, the right to speak out and to proclaim the good news. Uh, we have to cling to those rights and nurture them, protect them, so that future generations can continue to proclaim the word of Christ. And and so I, I think this is a, a uh, struggle that we can win uh, if we keep our eyes on Christ. Well, thank you very much. It's a great observation, and God bless us all. Thank you. You've been listening to Free to Be Faithful, produced by Worldwide KFUO. 
the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Thank you for listening and supporting Free to Be Faithful on Worldwide KFUO.